my formula is don't take life too seriously <laughs> it's definitely not worth it find a reason to laugh each day this mm-hmm. laughter is the best medicine my take back from being in this space for so long is the fact that i have learned to be strong and i have learned to shed my vulnerability probably stand up for what was uh, rightfully due to me irrespective of my gender This is the 33rd episode of Dream 100 show with Mrs. Santhya Raghunandan. Welcome to Dream 100 show listeners. I am your host Savita Hosamani and I am your co-host Gunjan. Each week we interview today's most successful and inspiring business owners with winning teams who had the courage to chase their dreams in spite of all the challenges. Join us as we bring you everything that goes on in the minds of successful business owners during decision making process and gain insights to make smarter decisions. In today's episode we talk to Mrs. Sandhya Raghunandan who is the director of the Indian subsidiary of Red Granite Spa Italy. She started her career in the early 90s. in the mining industry and has worked hard and smart to become the super person she is today she has etched a fine delicate balance of work life integration so let's uncover her three decades of inspiring journey right here right now welcome to dream 100 show mrs sandeep thank you so much for having me We are super excited to know about your journey because not every day we get a chance to hear somebody from the mining industry. <laughs> yeah, and I'm super excited to be here and share my experiences with you. Awesome. So, how would you describe yourself as a person? I would say I'm a very emotional person, Savita. Mm. Comes to my family. Mm. Yet when it comes to my career, I'm very strong and firm. I actually understood this about myself when my father once described me on a public platform and he said my daughter at her workplace is as strong as the stone she sells but she's as soft as a rabbit when it comes to family. Wow. It, <laughs> it's actually hard to describe oneself I think because what are we really? I mean the person we think we are or the person we are perceived Uh, but on a less uh, philosophical note i think i'm a non complicated person and i like to be happy and mm-hmm. i try to minimize uh, any undesirable situations in my life as far as i can i try to be normal awesome so hard exteriors and soft interiors <laughs> <laughs> like i said with work it's hard and with family it's soft <laughs> awesome with uh, such a kind of nature uh, what inspired you to join this uh, industry well actually savita i didn't even know uh, what this industry was all about a lot of people say it's a male dominated industry but uh, to me it i didn't even know what i was stepping into i was fresh out of college and uh, with a strong desire to be financially independent you know life was quite simplistic for me and so were my motives and goals per se basically my yearning to work came from a need to be empowered financially and even otherwise i was not sure what particular profession or line of work i had to pursue i wasn't clear in my mind i was just 20 
and I was to be married soon. So it was just that I believed that if I was to walk this life alongside another person, my every stride was to match my partners and vice versa. And this walk was together, no one ahead and no one behind. So keeping these ideas in mind, I believed I needed to get a job, earn and contribute to a future, my future married life. So that was the reason that made me take up a job. And so as a fresh graduate, I worked briefly in an engineering firm before I joined the granite and marble industry. I really must say that the day I stepped into this industry, I just fell in love with what I did and what I learned each day. My take back from being in this space for so long is the fact that I have learned to be strong and I have learned to shed my vulnerability, probably stand up for what was uh, rightfully due to me, irrespective of my gender. I maneuvered myself in such a way that being a woman was not mattered. It was more of what my deliverances were and more of what I could do, irrespective of who I actually am. That's uh, wonderful. Did you feel welcome in that industry? I started out as an employee. I took up a job there. As long as I fitted into the roles that I had to play and what exactly was appealing to them, as in uh, my personality when they interviewed me, was perhaps uh, the reason why they welcomed me uh, in the way they did. When it comes to having a resume as I, you know, in front of them, I probably filled up the criteria. All they wanted was somebody who, you know, was uh, pretty much uh, smart. The added advantages was uh, I uh, had learned French. This was an Italian company. So probably my communication with the Italians was essential. And knowing French, they assumed that, uh, you know, I could probably pick up Italian very soon. So wow. I guess that's where... I was selected amidst uh, the others. The other candidates were there. Initially, like what challenges did you face when you started off with this uh, work? Though the passion and the commitment and the credentials were there, but uh, still, you know, uh, there will be some teething problems. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Uh, not some. Actually, I could say a lot uh, of uh, teething problems. The reason being is that the portfolio I held uh, basically I entered into the administrative. Uh, you know, part of the company, there wasn't really anyone per se to guide me. The thing is that I had to find my way or maneuver my way around the responsibilities that I had to, you know, take care of. So, I mean, to give you an idea, like I would broadly divide the, my job profile was uh, basically administration. And then I used to handle the logistics. And at a later point of my career, I got into the technical aspects of uh, this business. So when I uh, joined the company, briefly to give you an idea of what I actually did, I you know, had the responsibilities of handling payments to employees, bills, maintenance of the office, signed empty checks in my hands. There was a lot of documentation that had to be prepared for the export. So familiarizing myself with how an export actually happens. So, you know, I had to prepare documents and I had to enable shipments from India to Italy and many parts of the world which where we had our stockyards. Uh, there was another aspect, the legal aspect of the company. Uh, I didn't know much uh, in terms of legality, so I had to read a lot to understand legal documents. Another part of the administration was uh, banking procedures. 
So I had to interact with bankers independently and learn what they have to say to me. So basically, I learned on the on the field when I used to uh, go to the bank, I would ask a lot of questions. You know, it takes me back thirty uh, years ago when we used to bank with Canara Bank, mm-hmm. and back then there was this elderly gentleman uh, in the principal office of uh, Canara Bank. Uh, his name was Mr. Adiga. and he had tremendous patience and willingness to sit and guide me throughout i must say i learned a lot from him about the banking procedures then there were visits to the reserve bank of india when you know we had the foreign inward uh, remittances coming in i had to find my way around but uh, i wouldn't say uh, i couldn't manage but what made the diff- what i can say makes a difference with today's times and uh, those uh, times of yesteryears was uh, today we have computers mobile phones internet mm. google to help us with all the information we need back then it was how well we developed our relationships and how much willingness were the people to you know offer their advice or guidance to us so it was more an interpersonal relationship uh, that we had to encounter then when it came to the logistics there were materials uh, that were inspected and in the quarries and i had to follow up with the transportation interact with the ports coordinate with the shipping agents shipping companies and ensure that our cargo was uh, exported or loaded and exported so i had to deal with challenges that happened at the port it could be port strikes it could be late transportation by the supplier mm-hmm. sometimes overbooking by liners because by between the period of 1990 right up to 2012 granite was exported out of india in a very large scale mm-hmm. so so many times there were overbookings made by the liners and uh, they couldn't accommodate cargo so a lot of short shipments happened then so uh, you know with the logistics these were the challenges in the beginning that i had to encounter but i you know kind of found my way around that later on uh, when i actually uh, say about quite a few years afterwards at a later point in my career i got into the technical aspect and here this was more of something that i wanted to do i mean i started going to the mines and factories out of curiosity i wanted to know what the product was that we bought <laughs> or sold it's nice to know the names of the materials but i wanted to know how it looked like <laughs> and uh, honestly savita i fell in love with the stones <laughs> uh, i you know everything looked so beautiful the movements the, the colors everything was so fascinating to me and uh, then the challenges when i said i want to be uh, i when i felt like uh, moving into the technical aspects was learning the about the stones in detail why were they cat- categorized as first choice or commercial blocks what mm-hmm. was a wavy uh, wavy material or what was a uniform material you know what were the defects that you find in a block when you do an inspection what is mica in the blocks what is uh, quartz in the blocks you know there are thousands of varieties of stone and uh, uh, it's amazing to know and understand how each one differ from each other the, the challenge i would say is more about what i had to learn or you know understand to actually take the responsibility of uh, you know picking up or sourcing a, a material or selling a material to india so it's been a huge tremendous growth curve for you definitely it's been a exciting journey 
but uh, it's also that uh, it was a progression see it was not that i did everything at one go it, i started off from the administration and legal aspects and of course logistics but the technical part of this industry is a whole chapter by itself and that i went to uh, you know little later part of my career that's about <laughs> <laughs> so since uh, you were a part of the team right from the beginning yeah uh, were there any other women folk who were there or uh, sometimes what happens is uh, um, like as you start the climbing up uh, the ladder like as you said when you moved from admin to technical were yeah. you welcome there would the people over there uh, relate to you as a lady or uh, did they have their own because quarry and mining is yeah. totally it's dangerous as well Uh, yeah and it is a little bit intimidating uh, for any person yes so how did the crowd and you both of you uh, react with each other okay so uh, like i said uh, i started with the administration which means that when i had to enable an export i was already in touch with uh, you know our uh, mine owners and quarry owners here uh, this was essentially when i was a, a buyer predominantly in india so i had already established a relationship through the banking or the payments that i had to do and uh, essentially i do believe that they had uh, won my trust they knew that i was doing a very good job and uh, you know the, it it was only uh, uh, nice to know that they extended their hospitality and uh, you know they made me feel very comfortable when i actually met them face to face this is about the mine owners and when it comes to the other inspectors or the uh, personnel who go for the uh, you know inspection of material i must say and and i really want to uh, you know mention this it's it's a pleasure working with the italians they have never uh, shied away from sharing information or knowledge to me and they love to speak so if you ask them one question they give you every detail that they know about uh, that subject and so i learned a lot uh, it could be during the fairs uh, international fairs or the stona that i used to attend uh, could be interactions with uh, them or it could be uh, the fact that i you know would spend many hours uh, traveling with my uh, colleagues and you know interacting with them that i um, found my familiarity they found me comfortable and the relationship developed and while this was happening we i also you know learned a lot through them mm-hmm. so i would say it is because i already knew them the mine owners i already knew and i was you know handling their payments opening letters of, they were uh, you know we were opening letters of credit for them payments came on time they were content with the way we were already working with so it was just a step further awesome uh, didn't your uh, family members uh... feel the other way around did they feel that you're taking too much on your hands didn't they say why don't you stop uh, taking yeah. so much pressure or something like that savita on the contrary i have had the most encouraging family anyone can possibly ask for and i'm truly blessed see my husband has been supportive from day one like i told you you know we mm-hmm. already decided that we would be hand in hand step by step together so mm-hmm. when he saw me happy he is generally happy when i am happy so that's the comfort level we had have with each other 
when it came to my parents and in-laws i should say they were uh, extremely encouraging and whenever you know they i needed them uh, in terms of support to take care of my daughter they were always there for me especially because i think they saw me contributing financially to the family i was mm-hmm. you know being part actively part of the growth of my family they were seeing me creating my own identity so uh, it goes for my sisters my brother my husband's family entire support and encouragement i can say nobody really came in the way of my growth that's awesome so, uh, like i yeah. said i'm blessed it's a unique uh, family that i belong to mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so okay like any lowest point in your uh, life what was your learning at that point i would say that the lowest point of my life was uh, when i was very ill my daughter was very young that is uh, 1998 i there were several months of my illness and what i did learn from this experience was to uh, you know nurture and cherish the life that we have and that every relationship that i value must be cherished and i should give my heart utmost my 100% to that relationship to me that's what matters everybody who is uh, close to me in my heart i need to cherish that relationship so i learned that and it can be it can be not necessarily family alone it was my friends it was my colleagues the entire uh, set of people who i was uh, you know involved with so i believe in nurturing relationships that has this is what and 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 every moment of this life like i said you know we might not be able to do everything that we aspire to but if we uh, try and make an attempt to fulfill those little dreams that we have we should because we have one life and we should cherish mm. it yes uh, this uh, experience of being terminally ill at one point of time in my life has taught me to value every moment that i have alive wonderful during those times uh, who yeah. was your uh, major support your pillar of strength i can say two people one was my mother undoubtedly she's the one who made me strong and get up on my feet and you know if i am here today she fed me well she made sure that she took care of me and my baby i stayed with my at my mother's place during that time and i uh, had a lot of support from my workplace in the sense that uh, i would work from the house like we had telephones and uh, you know we were still not in that module of uh, mobile phones and stuff like that but mm-hmm. we had uh, they sent me a computer home so it, there was no pressure whenever they felt that i could uh, uh, respond i was doing so then we have my husband who, who was always there for me yeah mm-hmm. i mean i think it's basically my mother and you know the everything else fell into place mm-hmm. so you experienced work from home quite early in your career yes because uh, it starts off from the time when i delivered uh, my uh, daughter mm-hmm. um, so i you know it, it was it's my personality that i didn't really feel the necessity of taking a maternity leave per se i mean this is my personality and this is a very uh, individual thing and also because of the fact of the place that i work with it's a very family oriented uh, setup so uh, you know that's uh, so even back then like when she was 11 days old i would respond i mean it is not like i completely shut myself from my workplace 
but i did it at my pace and you know the way i wanted to do it so yeah i mean i had support in the office uh, so that that was not a problem but like i said i did it at my pace there was awesome. no compulsion so if uh, anybody wants to take up the mining industry now uh, what advice would you give them from your side go for it <laughs> <laughs> i would simply say go for it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean uh, why would you want to refrain from uh, something that is so adventurous if you like to travel if you like to be outdoors and if you're not uh, biased about the kind of people you interact with see basically you will have to deal with every sort of person whether it's the mine owners from the south to the tactful factory owners of the north it could be a politician in the trade or a bureaucrat heading a department it could be a chivalristic businessman in a swanky car <laughs> to a supervisor in the quarry you will be exposed to every sort of person and if you are curious to meet people this is where you should be and i would say you know if a woman can sell coca cola she can definitely sell stone <laughs> so you have interacted with people from all walks of life absolutely uh, yes which skill do you think one should have when interacting with people from different walks of life like this yeah uh primarily the ability to communicate and if you are a person who's a bit warm in character or personality you open up right so mm-hmm. it's the ability to communicate which is very conversational skills are essential yes but i mean primarily when once you are able to do so you you establish a good relationship or you establish a relationship with somebody and uh, then it goes uh, to the next level so one of the one of the characteristics would be that another thing i would say is one would have to be observant you need to have a keen eye to understand mm. your product well because this is all based on your eyesight when we don't have a technical way or a you know instrument uh, to use to mm. ascertain the type of block you're buying it is all about your eye it is how you are able to identify defects problems in in a stone so basically you should be a very observant person as per qualifications i would say see basically any qualification when it comes to science or to the commerce or humanities help in this particular field but essentially see I, because of, for example i was from the environmental sciences background and to me what helped was the fact that it was easy to understand the technical differences between granite marble sandstone quartzite mm. onyx etc and when it came but then when it came to the administrative side uh, uh, learning to do accounts was all something that i learned on my own i i did it the hard way but of course mm-hmm. if you have a background in the, any of these uh, it definitely helps you to find yourself there but essentially i would say in this particular field you need to get out of your comfort zone you need to travel a lot you need to stay on the roads for long hours without you know proper washrooms or facilities or food but it's definitely doable and uh, when you reach these quarries right you're taken mm-hmm. care of very well and uh, so i would say growth is subjective to any individual if, if a woman uh, it's it's not about the gender per se it's about getting out of your comfort zone and willing to explore and be adventurous 
there's a lot we can do if, if we get out of that comfort zone so one uh, quality is communication one is i for detail and the other is getting out of comfort zone and efficiency so, also um, mm-hmm. see see basically it is a uh, people skill that i would say you efficiency mm-hmm. because you know things happen uh, and they are, you need to have an answer for it immediately you need to take action against certain things immediately if there is a short shipment what's my next step i'll give you a, a typical example this is, sounds very uh, funny but uh, before my competitor reaches the quarry i need to be there so i need to plan overnight before he takes the best blocks i need to be there i need to be well informed so i need to communicate with the people around me mm. uh, i need to do these kind of things uh, prior so th- you have to be agile you have to be alert and mm-hmm. this adds up to the uh, actual thing there's no formula per se but it's your personality so mm-hmm. if you're a go getter if you are uh, keen have a keen eye and observant if you're if you love stones then uh, you know this is a place to be mm-hmm. it's different you need to explore it uh, by mm-hmm. yourself and you know find your way around it so yeah. what has been your greatest accomplishment well the very fact that i have progressed from a back end office to being the director of this uh, subsidiary mm-hmm. i would say that, say that is my accomplishment it is not that i was suddenly sitting there and being the director i worked myself up step by step to be who and where i am today mm-hmm. so i would say that's my uh, greatest accomplishment awesome since you have interacted uh, with people globally so yes. when people would uh, interact with you any compliment that you remember uh, compliment um yeah i mean uh, i would say uh, the compliments uh, came in uh, various ways i mean on a one to one and uh, mm. even otherwise especially when i started moving on to the you know international fairs and when we participated in the stona and you know these places people mm. had only earlier seen me working in, uh, on the you know paperwork but then when they actually started seeing me progressing because see i'll tell you most of the people in this industry have been together for all this period of time practically nobody is uh, here for just yesterday and today many of mm. most of the people are here from uh, uh, the very beginning and also because of the fact that my interactions are, have been with the owners of the business most of these companies are properly uh, you know family or run businesses and so you are actually interacting directly with the with them so they have seen me grow from the time i was young until where i am today and not just grow age wise but <laughs> grow within the company and within uh, the bracket of my experiences that uh, i have had those compliments were always coming in if i would say you know the happiest moment that ever uh, happened in this uh, um, period of time was when my company uh, was given an award for the largest exports of granite from india for a continuously for a 10 year period wow and, uh, yeah and this this uh, happened uh, in chennai the award ceremony happened in chennai and uh, the kicks i got was to be able to go up there and receive this award on behalf of red trinity standing there amidst other exporters from various other fields and industries so mm-hmm. that was uh, the kick i got from you know <laughs> 
So this was a period of uh, somewhere uh, between the late 90s to the you know mid 2000s, the 10-year period. Awesome. That is just like touching the stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. it was a very uh, beautiful moment for me. Mm-hmm. Great. So what is that one sentence which you keep telling yourselves to move ahead? Or uh, did you require any sentence? Is that the question? <laughs> Actually, I mean, I didn't have had time to think of any sentence that that you know triggers me. But but my formula is don't take life too seriously. <laughs> it's definitely not worth it. Find a reason to laugh each day. This mm-hmm. laughter is the best medicine. So I just go by that. You know, <laughs> this is my kicks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so like uh, how does uh, your family re- react to you now that uh, it's been a long journey probably when you started off they thought that uh, it was your passion or uh, uh, just uh, um, to have that financial independence but now it is a different game altogether so how do you think uh, uh, they look at you now you beat your kids or your husband Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely I have the respect of uh, everybody around me. And uh, see, uh, probably the period of the peak would have been sometime like five to six years ago where, you know, they they that I was not going to uh, give up. I was going to continue and continue. So today they have found a comfort zone. I have found my comfort zone. They love uh, the fact that I have uh, reached the pinnacle almost mm-hmm. uh, you know in what i do and uh, i mean uh, everybody seems content <laughs> mm-hmm. so you seem to have a great work life integration or work life balance how do you yeah. think you achieved it um i achieved it firstly because of probably uh, i would say the atmosphere that i work in the industry that i work in now when i say this it is not a you know corporate like structure by now you would have you mm. know understood that this is not the typical corporate like world that we work in it's it works on the fact that you need to deliver mm. period how when what etc is left to you mm-hmm. so there's a lot of freedom that's given to me and has been given to me in my when i work i'm not you know there's not somebody who's hanging down my neck that queries or asks me questions as to why or what as long as i do the delivery when it has to be done it's perfectly fine so there's a lot of freedom in my workspace and uh, that is what uh, you know uh, gets me going or makes me feel happy at my workplace creation so you found a comfortable space in your work but how about in your family to uh, when it came to my family as i said i've already told you that there was a lot of support so but what actually uh, i would actually rephrase this as like you know the times when i was stressed out what would i do mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so uh, here it's like uh, when once i was done with uh, in the much when i was much younger it was my, my daughter was also very young and so in the beginning it was about uh, the time that i spent with her after office hours so mm-hmm. that was my stress buster per se mm-hmm. and uh, we did a lot of fun things we went to the park we played we watched cartoons together mm-hmm. i read her a lot of stories to her and i found my happiness there it was interactive i spent time with her she was happy and uh, as a family we traveled a lot 
So my mm-hmm. husband and I share the same dream of traveling, exploring, mm-hmm. you know, different cultures, architecture, history. This is what we both share as a passion. So we traveled together a lot. Then as the years went on, I took off, took on the game of golf. It is here that I find my peace and uh, I play golf to de- de-stress. <laughs> so I enjoy the time that I spend on golf course. For me, while my mind is in sync with the delivery of each shot, mm. being one with nature at the same time is blissful. And like I said, I observe things a lot. I love to watch, say, a chameleon basking in the sun or the seasonal blooms of the course, on the course, you know. And I love to see the transformation in the trees and the skies whenever the season changes. It's my way of meditation. And mm. I have a favorite golf mate who is mm. half my age. He's like a son to me. So mm-hmm. I love spending time with him while I burn those calories. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing I do is I write. I mainly write children's stories. Mm-hmm. And I have published a book called the Tri-Series of Animal Stories. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing to write for uh, children. I mean, I become a child by myself. So mm-hmm. I love animals and most of my stories are animal related. So creativity through writing occupies a certain space in your mind. And it's a healthy way of making your mind think, imagine and, you know, to pen down those stories. So I would say physical activities, creativity, time spent with my daughter were the methods in which I had, I could beat my stress. So when I have, when I don't seem to be a stressful person, I'm giving my utmost even to the family, whether it is, you know, in the form of say family functions or, you know, festivals. When, you know, when you're not stressed out because you're managing your stress with these other aspects of your life, mm-hmm. you can give yourself to the family in the best possible way. I would say managing stress because mm-hmm. work and stress come together. So managing <laughs> that stress with these kind of uh, diversions mm-hmm. makes you feel uh, healthier and happier. And when you're a healthier and happier person, you give to your family equally. You give to your workplace. So mm-hmm. there's a good balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, out there essentially it is to find that formula in life that you can you know de-stress mm-hmm. uh, with and uh, once you're there you're very you're there that's what that's how <laughs> I maneuvered myself very uh, very beautifully put I think you are one of the few persons who have got things sorted out in their lives <laughs> I guess I, I have been uh, I think a lot Savita. basically I think a lot because as I said, essentially, I don't like uncomfortable situations and mm. unpleasant trees around me. So the mm. essence of life is to find that balance. And mm. when you find that balance, you're, you're there for everybody and every uh, situation. So if you can do that, you know, if you can find that balance somehow without stressing out, without, you know, getting agitated, mm. then uh, uh, it, it kind of uh, makes everybody happy and you're happy when everyone's happy too. Uh, beautiful so what's your vision in the coming years vision for the company as such yeah Uh, one is for the company and one is for your own self my vision for my company is uh, I would like to continue seeing the Indian subsidiary on the global map Mm -hmm. and I'm working towards making changes in the present setup to match Mm -hmm. with the global needs and I would like to see more young faces with more innovative ideas creative minds and the will to work hard to keep this trade of granite and marble active and alive Mm -hmm. for the years to come. See, India has a growing economy 
Mm. And doing uh, business globally will contribute uh, to part of this growth immensely. So essentially, I would like to be there on the global map for a long time to come. Wow, <laughs> cool! <laughs> so on on the personal front, like you said, you have authored uh, a book. Would you like to author more books? Yeah, I'm actually working on the second uh, series, uh, tri series. It's again animal related, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh so uh, essentially the idea of uh, writing this uh, these books are basically as i said i love animals and i also love traveling so it's a both these things put together if uh, you get to read my book at some point of time mm-hmm. uh it's about animals and uh, the place that they are surrounded with in the tri series of animal series the first book that was uh, released uh, we had uh, the monkeys from ayodhya <laughs> and we had the elephants from nagarhole and we have dogs from madurai from a quarry in madurai oh. so, <laughs> so as i said when i travel i observe a lot and mm-hmm. i connect with the surroundings the mm-hmm. second series which will be also very interesting is about a snake who lives in mathura mm-hmm. <laughs> and we have a camel from rajasthan <laughs> and somewhere down the line i wanted to bring in my Uh, giraffes from africa uh-huh. so i have the giraffes traveling from the savannas right up to the mysore chamrajendra zoo <laughs> <laughs> so it will be just like an indian jungle book <laughs> oh yes 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 <laughs> that's very exciting <laughs> so yes i would love to continue to writing yes that's mm-hmm. something that i and it i i don't just write uh, children's books i also write uh, a lot of other stuff Uh, you know that adults would find interesting to read mm-hmm. so but i haven't published any of those as of now i will also uh, release the second book sometime in in june awesome so i wish you all grand success for your uh, further uh, writing series thank you so much savita <laughs> yeah so before we conclude i would uh, like to know uh, if uh, any listeners would want to connect with you and know more about you how do sure. they connect <laughs> i could uh, share my uh, email address perhaps hmm. and they could connect me through email and uh, probably take it up from there mm-hmm. awesome are you very much active on social media as well very much yes okay. <laughs> so uh, so i i like as i said i like to take a lot of photos uh, savita uh-huh. so especially of nature and you know i spend a lot of time in my balcony looking at the skies and seeing the different moods of the sky so you will find a lot of pictures that i post there of these uh, <laughs> uh-huh. various moods of the sky or nature or whatever mm-hmm. it is so yeah you will uh, i'm i i de- use that for that and then yes i also keep a golf diary on Instagram. Instagram. So mm-hmm. I just kind of keep a note of the places that I play uh, with on each particular ge- day, and so mainly that. But then I use Instagram, uh, Instagram mainly for uh, as a golf diary. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah I am on social media, and then LinkedIn, of course, as, mm-hmm. as a work profile. Please share the links. We will uh, ask our listeners also to connect, and I would also definitely stay connected. <laughs> sure, I definitely will share the links. 
Thank you so much. It's been such a wonderful conversation. It's a very beautiful journey. And uh, from what I've heard, I can feel you as a very sensitive and a caring and a delicate person, though you are in the hardest uh, industry, Absolutely. the stone industry. <laughs> <laughs> so I know it just uh, incidentally happens to be my daughter's birthday today. So wow. Woke up, uh, you know, I went to wish and she says, hi, super mom. So, you know, that was the best compliment I got for the day. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, if she could say that to me, then, you know. Mm-hmm. You're really super. So, you are super, <laughs> Sandhya. <laughs> yes, for super. Amazing. Very beautiful. So, wishing your daughter a very happy birthday from my side as well. Thank you so much. I will mm-hmm. convey to her. If you feel that we have left out any question which would have added value to this conversation, please go ahead and uh, state that. There isn't anything except the fact that I would like to, you know, there should be more people. I, I wouldn't want to be gender biased, but I would say I would love that there are more people getting into this industry, especially mm-hmm. the youngsters, because I am seeing, uh, you know, the second generation of uh, family run businesses getting into the system. And uh, I see uh, the youngsters having very interesting ideas, very innovative ideas. They are moving with the changes that are happening, you know, uh, around the globe. And so if we could see more youngsters getting into this business of granite and marble, look at it as uh, probably streamlining it into a more organized uh, uh, industry, it will definitely make a difference to all of us who are here. So I would like to see more young people getting into here. Wow. That's real cool. Okay. Thank you so much for this wonderful insights and your sharing. Thanks, Savita, for having me over. I thank Mrs. Sandhya Raghunandan from the bottom of my heart for sharing her wonderful insights from an amazing journey. She is the perfect embodiment of a person who loves her work, values her family, friends, hobbies, and still has the me time to live a enriching life for herself. Here are my top three takeaways from this beautiful conversation. My first takeaway being freedom at work gives a person an empowering edge. Managing stress at work can make you happier, healthier and highly productive as well. My third learning is that activities like playing with kids, watching cartoons, creative writing, traveling, hobbies like golf can be great stress busters. Do share what were your takeaways from this beautiful conversation. So now go ahead and share what were your top three takeaways from this beautiful conversation that you just listened to. Please listen to the entire conversation, not once, but twice, as each one of you will have your amazing takeaways. Never lose out on an opportunity to learn from the life lessons of real-time business owners on Dream 100 Show. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Dream 100 Show. 
and now make a smart decision of taking the next step towards your dreams we strongly believe that life is just a play as we win some we lose some we miss some and we mess with some so enjoy your journey and play to the fullest don't forget to subscribe dream handed show and leave a review share your biggest takeaways with us and follow us on linkedin facebook and instagram this is savita and gunjan signing off catch you soon in our next episode